1: With Jimmy Van and Sean Rossap, they're on fire! Boom
0: Shakalaka! Two hundred strong. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap. This is Fightful's list in your boy for January eighteenth, twenty twenty-three. We're heading towards uh, a couple of busy weeks. We have the Fightful Awards that have been moved to January nineteenth at eight PM Eastern. We have Royal Rumble next week, albeit. Uh, AEW at Rep Arena next week. Lots of cool stuff, but uh, there's also a lot of unfortunate stuff. I had mentioned the Fightful Awards. are uh, The award show is tomorrow night, Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. The physical awards are arriving here tomorrow. One of those awards has Jay Briscoe's name on it. And unfortunately, on January 17th, we learned that Jay Briscoe, the current roh tag team champion with his brother mark tragically passed away in a car accident um we had a a lengthy stream last night which is more of an nxt stream that that talked about it but we've got jimmy van here jimmy this is this is horrible it's a tragedy it's heartbreaking um we, we've seen the outpouring of support from the wrestling community and performers themselves, but there's no other way to put this. This is this is heartbreaking.
1: It's shitty. It is like a a, a father, a husband, a brother, a son. Uh, crappy situation. His real name was Jameen Pew, 38 years old. I believe it was going to be 39 next week. As we do this, Mark's
0: it's Mark's birthday right now.
1: Yes. And today is Mark's 38th birthday. I saw that man. I mean, that's a birthday he's never going to forget. That sucks. Yeah, of course. Um, You know, I, I've never been a big ring of honor fan in large part because it wasn't available on TV for a long time where I live in Canada. And back in the day, uh, I wasn't a big tape trader. And so I would see stuff online and I think I've got a couple uh, old DVDs kicking around. Otherwise, I wasn't a big fan but there were certain names that I knew because they had established notoriety outside of that fan base, you know, names like CM Punk and Samoa Joe and, and, uh, and Brian Danielson. I also knew the Briscoe brothers for the same reason, like for the last 20 years, I knew exactly who the Briscoe brothers were, even though they never wrestled for WWE or they never wrestled quote unquote on that, on, on the big stage, so to speak. I knew them because they transcended just the ring of Otter audience uh just one of the greatest tag teams of all time and as a matter of fact i've always been involved with the with the ontario independent scene and uh, so i always knew who kevin steen was kevin owens i always knew who el generico was Sami Zayn, and i remember i don't even know how long ago this was the matches they had with the briscoes
0: yes and ring I, of specifically Honor. when people said what should we we go and look at i said go look at ladder war go look at the street fight with el generico and Kevin Steen versus the Briscoes—they had a whole mess of good matches.
1: Yes, and I, I distinctly remember them. And uh, and of course, uh, Jay also won the Ring of Honor World Title from Kevin Steen as well. And I went back and watched that last night, and uh, and I'd I'd forgotten about because uh, obviously Jay was a was a, a homegrown guy in Ring of Honor. Not that Kevin wasn't, but he was definitely a homegrown guy. And I remember how genuinely happy Kevin Kelly was calling yeah. that when he won the title and uh it's just a really unfortunate situation there's still news coming out um, as, as time goes on uh, his daughter gracie um from what i understand had back surgery his daughter jay lee was also in the car apparently she's going to be okay the lady that was driving the other car passed away and there's still questions about toxology reports with that lady but uh, it's a shitty thing now last night um i was scrolling twitter and i was reading a lot of comments from people that knew him, people in, in the wrestling community. And I read the same sentiments over and over the same sentiments kept on popping up. One of them was about just what a good guy he was and how kind he was and how everybody liked him. Uh, and then the other one was about just what a devoted family man he was and and how much he loved his family. And I'm sure you've probably seen the video that went viral of him practicing Mm -hmm. cheer with his daughter. Yeah. Uh dancing with her in their house. He was even-
0: shockingly good at it, too. Oh, well, he
1: knew the routine. He, <laughs> he did. Knew the, he knew the yeah.
0: routine. He did, had
1: a bow in his hair. He knew the yeah. routine. And so the unfortunate irony is they were apparently returning from a cheer event mm-hmm. when this accident happened. So uh it's just a shitty situation, I man. He was one of the all-time greats. Like I said, not being a big Ring of Honor fan, I always knew who the Briscoes were. It's a shame we never got the Usos and the Briscoes in WWE. Because that's one of the dream matches that you would always hear about. I mean, obviously, you've got a a brother tag team, a brother tag team. And uh, it's a shame we never got that. Good on WWE for mentioning Jay Briscoe on the air of NXT last night. Uh, And I saw Triple H posted about him on Twitter as well. So it was also good to see. My condolences to the family. And how many times do we say this, man? Life is short.
0: It is. It is. And I mean, you know, for for a long time, pro wrestling got the reputation in which it it absolutely earned that it was a, a dangerous business, and there were a lot of people that were passing away too young for circumstances that could have been prevented. Over the last few years, we have seen Shad Gaspard pass away as a hero. We have seen Brody Lee pass away due to you know th- this tragic illness, and we've seen Jay Briscoe pass away just a tragic accident. And. Um, <sighs> No, no matter how much you clean up wrestling, it's like you, you can't predict how this stuff is going to happen. And Jay Briscoe was so loved by so many in wrestling. And just one of the all-time like all-time great performers that that a whole lot of people won't know about. But then there are, are people like you, Jimmy, who mentioned you didn't really watch Ring of Honor, but he transcended. Absolutely. And uh, there was, the, and I mean this sincerely, there was nobody... That cut a promo about kicking somebody's ass that I believed more than Jay Briscoe. That look in his eyes every time that he would do that, I was like, "Yeah, whatever he says, he's pretty well going to do." Uh, I think that he's just one of the, the the best performers that I've ever seen. Like I had these conversations with tons of AEW people because, and, and we will obviously get to the controversy aspect because I want to make sure that we cover his follow up, but. He and Mark were not allowed on AEW Dynamite due to Warner Brothers' uh, discovery not wanting them on. And I had top people in AEW that like, man, we pushed for it. We pushed for it hard. Tony's pushed for it. They know that those guys are TV stars. Right, sure. And uh, <clears throat> to, to cover that, uh, there were some some homophobic things that he said and almost immediately was, was educated on and apologized for. And I know there were a lot of people that, that still criticized him for that. And if you feel that way, you feel that way. But, uh, I I can tell you that, that he was doing interviews a year or two ago and he truly regretted it. And you see people like Effie and dark Sheik who talked about what a great guy that he was and, um, how he never treated them differently. And it's one of those situations where you look at and you're like, okay, based on everything that we have seen about this person, you can learn, you can grow, you can become a better person based on statements and things that you said and and should have known more about or shouldn't have felt that way it was an example of growth and i really applaud him for that and i'm very glad that we saw even ian riccobani who um who came out and said you know what he he really regretted that and he made good on on what he said and um i'm glad that he did that i'm glad that there wasn't that that cloud hanging over this because i truly believe truly believe that he did feel bad about that and we can we can hopefully remember the good times and i posted this on our official twitter like we were so lucky that he shared his gift with us and especially 2022 like like i said he's got a fightful award en route to my house right now for a match that happened a month ago jimmy right Right. And I, I want to show you my favorite picture I ever took of a wrestling show right here the Briscoes and, and FTR. Like, I saw that and I got chills.
1: You took that yourself?
0: I took that myself. Um, Quality. It was, uh, they were such special performers. And
1: they did look like stars, 100%. Oh and my and gosh. good in the ring, too, but they absolutely did look Incredible
0: like stars. Incredible promos, promos there. The, 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 the the look, the yeah. in-ring, the aura, everything about them yeah. was special and different. And it was, we were so lucky. And I mean, they got to go and do Impact. They did GCW and, and stuff like that. So a lot of people got to share that. Uh, I do want I'm not, to, I'm not necessarily soliciting Super Chats and Humper Chats today, but I do want to get to them because people have spent money. Ricardo says, is there a charity or GoFundMe to help his family? Not that I know of yet. If there's one established, we will absolutely let you know about it. We'll do some stuff to promote it as well. Uh, AOTY versus Briscoes hooked me on ROH forever. Uh, triple stroke. It's funny you say that because the Briscoes, ANX, world's greatest tag team, um, Kings of Wrestling, that was the tag team division that got me into ROH. I was flipping the channels and I, I did not I didn't know a lot about the Briscoes at the time, but I knew who the world's greatest tag team was. I knew who they were. And I was like, okay, who are they facing? And then I'm like, oh, my God, these guys rule.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Amish boy Freddy says, today we remember Jay and send our thoughts to his family, friends, and fans. Brought to us by wrestling, but will be remembered for the human being he was. Rest in power, Jay. Uh, absolutely. Uh, that That's the thing. You, you're, you're hearing all these wonderful stories, and I mean... Uh, our friend Cassidy Haynes was talking about how they they had like a 15 year running joke going like that they never let up on and he's he's missed Ricardo yeah, he, he, so,
1: sorry I was gonna say he, he also I've done a lot of reading about him over the last uh you know whatever it's been several hours he was really actively involved in the local sports community there in Laurel yeah. Delaware and apparently his mother was uh like one of the foundational members of of uh of school sports educational sports so they actually closed the school system today in in uh, laurel delaware because of this accident and because of this tragedy and so i read a lot about that about how active he was in the school system uh and the 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 local i guess sports scene there in laurel delaware so yeah, you're not hearing anything negative about him. I, I understand what you're saying about the, the comments that he made in the past. Yeah, but aside from that, I haven't re- read or heard anything well, negative about
0: him. Today. And obviously, I wish he wouldn't have made those comments, but I think that he went above and beyond to try to make good on that. And I know a lot of people questioned at the moment if he was sincere about them, but I think in his actions, his statements, and especially his explanation a couple of years ago, he really, he really, he said that he misunderstood his own religion and and things like that. And I thought that was, I thought that was very sincere of him. Brandon who, who lives around there says there's a dark cloud hanging over the town here today, everywhere you go. We had a terrible fire overnight that destroyed part of downtown area. Mm. Just crappy.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah. As you mentioned the, 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 uh, the school shut down, which, you know, uh, unfortunately where I came from, we had a lot of people that passed that were in school. I think we had over a dozen people, in a school 700, and it is absolutely the right idea to close the school, provide counseling, which I'm sure that they're going to do. Ricardo says, Redemption for Jay means redemption for me too. And Mr. Nice Guy Rye says, Unfathomably somber day, but maybe this will help crack a couple of smiles. I used Siri to set my alarm for listing your boy, except Siri decided to have it read less than a boy. <laughs> I was unceremoniously emasculated by my phone. <laughs> RIPJ. Can't believe it. And Alistair says, too many good people uh, going too soon lately. JDF was the one that hit me hard Uh, back end of last year. One thing I can take from this right now is up there. We're getting Brody Lee, Jay Briscoe, seven-star classic, rest in power, Jay. Yeah, man, this is... Uh, reach for the sky gonna have a different meaning from now on and you know that's, that's another thing like if mark briscoe comes back and wrestles i mean obviously it's gonna be very emotional for him and we we don't know we have yep. no idea um i from all what i had understood they all do they do very well outside of wrestling uh but he's never known a wrestling landscape without his brother without the yep. person that he's never known life without much less life in wrestling without yeah so I can't imagine how how that family is feeling right now. Justice says FTR versus Briscoes one was the first time I ever watched Jay and Mark, and they instantly became one of my favorite teams ever in Team of Promos and Untouched. Prayers for his family. I appreciate you all at Fightful for what you do. Well, we appreciate you, especially for being so generous there. But I um, also uh, something that we spoke about and. The only reason i'm I'm talking about this is because it was on a public show, but you had messaged me about it Jimmy the the Kevin Nash thing where he had some some concerning things that he said after the loss of his son and it, it had a lot of people that were were concerned and I don't want to share the nature of the conversation, but I did reach out to Kevin Nash. I did hear from him and you know obviously he's he ain't feeling great about yep. it. He ain't feeling great about it, and he says he's just pushing forward. And he was blessed to have him for as long as he did. And this this hit Kevin hard, and he was also was very worried about how news would emerge of it and all that because he and his son, you know, as with any father and son, they had their problems, they had their good times and all that. And it was Mm -hmm. it meant a lot to me that he trusted us to to put that news out there. But also, I mean, like you, you can't you can't possibly fathom losing someone that that you raised before they were gone. So, I mean, I want to send our love to Kevin Nash as well, who's very clearly having a tough time. And I hope he knows how many people love him and how many people admire him and appreciate him and are thinking of him at all times. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of toxicity and bad shit in, in wrestling. And, you know, I've, I, like this stuff puts it in perspective. Life is precious and you can't replace that. And ultimately none of this wrestling shit is that important. It's, it's the people you care about, the people you love and, and just people in general that are more, more important than, than all of this stuff.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I've lost people close to me. I know what, uh, what that feels like. And uh, it really makes you question your own mortality. I think you were talking about that before, especially when somebody, my sister passed away at the age of 49. Really hadn't had had, had an effect on me. And uh, I I hit you up and and I know that this is something that he might not want to do, but I I hit you up and I said, you know, I'm going to put up the the trailer from the documentary that I did about my parents when my dad was diagnosed with terminal Mm -hmm. cancer, because I thought maybe, you know, something like that might help him because it helped me just being able, just being able to, you know, tell stories and jokes and interview people that were close to my father and all that kind of stuff but uh, the one thing I'll say about Kevin Nash and I've told you this before, I'm not a big podcast guy. I don't, uh, I don't watch a lot of podcasts, but I absolutely check out Kevin Nash's podcast. It's a great show. He's funny and he's really smart, man. Like he, he might be, he's the top one percentile of, of intelligent, former pro wrestlers, uh, just in very intelligent guy and really knows his shit. And, uh, I enjoy watching him, and a lot of people do too. So, uh, I know he's going through a hard time, and uh, it it does get better as time goes by. Does it ever, you know, go away? I don't think so, but yeah. it, it it does start to get better.
0: I've had a lot of people that have asked me that maybe not maybe that aren't familiar with the Ring of Honor that asked me for singles matches of Jay Briscoe's, and by far I think the best one it was the 2007 match with he and Mark, which. There are multiple good ones, like from the first couple of years of ROH, 2002, 2003, there were a couple of really great ones. Like they have had, I want to say five or six. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time, but Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Every time.
1: And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
0: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's just really, really incredible matches. Like, you could just spin a wheel of their matches. And there's probably 10 of them that are really, really great. But if you want to go for something besides that, he had a cage match with Samoa Joe in 0-4. Ah, uh, there was the the Jay Lethal match in 2015. Kevin Steen, that I think it was 2013 in ROH. Uh, there was the Adam Cole fight without honor match. The Roderick Strong match is, is from 2011. Is just one that I feel like you gotta see. You gotta see. Um, but for those that are looking for for specifically singles matches, those are are some that I would recommend. Have a lot of people asking, of course, other tag team matches since from before this year. Uh, Motor City Machine Guns, and this is Motor City Machine Guns, like when they were first getting going, Motor City Machine Guns in 07.
1: I remember Punk Cabana. Uh,
0: oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and the two out of three falls match. And that Hardy was, Boys. That, yeah, that was that was a good one. Uh, Aries and Roderick Strong, they had great ones against them. Aries and Kota Ibushi. Austin Aries had really, really incredible chemistry with the Briscoes as well. But it, like even if you wanted to check out stuff outside of Ring of Honor, there was stuff in Noah with Segura and Marafuji. There was stuff in House of Glory as, as recently as a few months ago. As recently as a few months ago against Fletcher and Davis that were just, you, you couldn't believe there's there's stuff in PWG from back in the day as well. Like there, there is no shortage of stuff. Oh gosh, I, I saw this one pop up in, in our chat as well. Uh, besides the, the GCW one, Walter and and Timothy Thatcher uh, a few years ago as well. Uh, they had a, a I would say Gorillas of Destiny's best match ever was against uh, the Briscoes. They were just uh, just so many things. They were some of the best performers I've ever seen. Uh, Demon Diva says today is Mark Briscoe's birthday. Can't imagine how he's feeling. Sending love and prayers to that entire family, uh, as we are, uh, as we all are. Uh, Michael Branson says. Today marks 10 years since my father passed away unexpectedly. The news from yesterday has us all so messed up just in case there's people watching here that weren't on the NXT post show. I love you all pass it on. Likewise. I I know that we have our fun and all that. And I just, I appreciate all of you and it's just one of those things again, you can't ever predict this and it's heartbreaking, man. It's, it's very, very heartbreaking. Um, I, I don't want to promote anything for them. I would imagine that AEW is going to do something tonight, sure. which, which you know, is an unusual position for them to be in because he wasn't yeah. allowed on their show, and they wanted him to be a part of it. But uh, I'm, I would like to believe that Warner Brother Discovery is going to be like, okay, we got to do the right thing here. I'm and, sure I,
1: it wouldn't surprise me if anybody with a connection to Ring
0: of Honor is going to be standing on that stage. Oh well, I know. You know what I, mean? I know there are some people that weren't planned to come in that that they rushed to get in for right. that show and based on based on my experience of how AEW runs they're going to offer Jay Briscoe's family as much help as they possibly can they'll probably offer their their roster counseling and and help in that capacity like based on what I've seen and how AEW has as dealt with uh, mental health issues with tragedies i think that they've handled it the right way and and i appreciate seeing that
1: and again nxt i was very pleasantly surprised and but so and that's hunter's influence for sure and not that not to discredit vince don't know if that would have happened on his watch
0: well there was that was a sean michaels call from what i understand oh, it was. okay so i want to i want to talk about that i i interviewed kofi kingston today and that interview is going to drop next week and I don't think it's inappropriate to plug the cause as well. Kofi Kingston is raising money for uh, for to, to build libraries and computer labs in Ghana, which is an, an amazing cause, just an outstanding cause. And uh, I hope you guys will go retweet the post that I made about that because uh, it it really is. It's something that, that you should really help out on. But I asked him about Jay Briscoe in that interview, and it's not dropping until next week, but I thought it was important to put his words out there today. And he said that he never met Jay Briscoe, but he felt like he knew them because, you know, they were tied together at the top of the the tag team ranks for so long. And they've both been like, he's been at it for 15 years. And Jay was at it for 20 years. And that was uh, very important. And I had reported last night and somebody from NXT passed this along to me that the NXT was set to have a funeral segment for Pretty Deadly's title shot. Like New Day was going to come out and be like, Oh well, you know. Today we we mourn the loss of their title shot, and when NXT got the word of this, which happened, gosh, I want to say right before, like in the, during the show, I think it happened. Yeah, it happened twenty five minutes into the show. They nixed it completely, right. nixed it, and Shawn Michaels uh, made sure that Vic Joseph paid respects to uh, Jay Briscoe, which you know, should be the standard. I, I love understand. how. I love how people handled the Don West thing. I I've loved how they've handled the, the the Jay Briscoe thing, but above and beyond that, like they, they went and they nixed a television segment that would have been in poor taste. So I'm glad to see that they did that. And from what I was told for, for Kofi, Xavier and Shawn Michaels, it wasn't even a conversation to be had. It was, we're doing this. We'll do something else. These are pros. They can, they can adapt to it. And I'm glad that they did that. And Shelton Benjamin also spoke about Jay Briscoe on the bump. As, as I had mentioned that tag team division in the mid 2010s is what made me look at, at them and be like, okay, this is something that I want to see again. And they had some really good matches. Right. 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 Yeah. It's it's heartbreaking. It's tragic. And um, I just want our viewers to know we appreciate you. We appreciate you all um, understanding like this is, this is the type of thing that I'm I don't want I ain't breaking this news. This is this is the family's information to put out there and and the local police's information to put out there and this this goes beyond what it is that we do here. So I appreciate you guys understanding that and uh, trying to avoid some conjecture and being respectful in the comments as well. I want to thank our moderators for being very very good about that because you know, there, there are lives that were lost and other lives that are young lives that are being battled for as well.
1: Yeah. And, and, uh, without going into too much detail, I was telling Sean, you know how sometimes there's some outlets out there and they might hear a news story and then they decide to fill in the blanks with guesses. Sure. And then they call that a news report. And there were people before the, 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 before the police reports were coming out and before more details were known, there were people, from other outlets that were making reports about, oh, it's believed that this person was in the car and it's believed. And I hate that shit, man, especially yeah. a topic like this. If it's a wrestling storyline, cool. But a topic like this, you know, you don't just assume or guess because you read something vague. And uh, so, yeah, that, that was very irritating to me. As time is going on, we are hearing more information, but uh, yeah. no speculation about a topic like this.
0: Jaden Fox says, love those close to you. Appreciate the little things. It's been rough for a lot of people in the last weeks, months, years. Be kind, be respectful. I I agree. I mean, hey, I ain't the one to talk about being respectful with social media conduct. But if you're nice to me, I'm nice to you. But uh, what I would encourage people to do, I know in times like this, it can be tumultuous. It can be emotional. Don't make somebody else the villain in this because that's not what this is. It was a tragic accident that happened and... I know a lot of times it's easy to be very, very emotional about things like that. And obviously, if somebody disrespects the guy or disrespects his family, that's one thing. But uh, a lot of people, are it's not an easy situation for anybody to navigate. So sending our love absolutely to them. And uh, I'm sure we'll see something. We'll have more on the AEW Dynamite post show. But yeah, it's heartbreaking, man. It is it's heartbreaking. We were we were actually gonna have some some more speeches for the, the awards film today at AEW and I hit up AEW and I was like, Hey, I understand that's probably not what they want to be doing tonight. So let's just hold off on that. So we will probably have some that that air on our social media later than usual, but we do still have some for the fightful awards. But um I mean, that match was a month ago, Jimmy. I know a month ago The I think the awards voting closed three weeks after that match and it, it ran away with, ran away with it. Uh, so I love the respect that he was given there as well. Matt James says the tragic news of Jay has me feeling all exist I, I cannot pronounce that word. I try it all the- existential all the time. i mispronounce it and reflecting. I made sure to uh, message all my loved ones today and let them know how much I love and care about them. I uh, hope everyone can do the same. Um, I've, I've mentioned this in the past, but we heard that Jay Briscoe wasn't wearing a seatbelt, which is hurtful. And, uh, there was a person I used to, to date and she would not let me drive until I put on my seatbelt. And before that, it was a complete habit to not do that. And within two years of that, that ended up saving my life. I was in in a wreck that should have killed me, um, just a little over 10 years ago. And I still feel the pain from that, but I'd rather do that than than unfortunately lose my life due to that. So everybody, please buckle up and uh, stay safe. We do know that one of the other drivers, uh, the driver of the other vehicle, was wearing a seatbelt and still lost lost uh, her life as well. But uh, it's heartbreaking, man. It is heartbreaking, and. Sending our love to the friends, family, fans, colleagues, co-workers, everybody that's, that's affected by this. But there's, there's no easy way to transition in and away from that. And if you guys want to continue to talk about this, of course, we're going to talk about this this afternoon, tonight, and all that good stuff. Yeah, this <sighs> is
1: one of these rare situations where I'm kind of speechless.
0: Yeah, I don't Usually. have I don't have a nice transition here. Yeah, at um, all. Um, so I will tell you guys the show brought to you by NordVPN.com/slash fightful. Uh, get a great deal on your VPN. Get thirty day money back guarantee. Also, use it on all your devices: phone, laptop, desktop, PC, all of them. TV, router, everything. I'm traveling a lot lately. Uh, I've traveled a lot all the time. I've got uh, San Antonio coming up. I'm going to be. I, I was at Rep Arena last night. I'm going to be there next week. Uh, I've got probably LA in a couple months. Uh, there's somebody wanting to book me in Jersey in a few few months. And I'm going to be using that that NordVPN.com slash Fightful the whole way on that unsecured Wi Fi. When I'm traveling, I'm going to watch my local shows. I want to watch my teams. And NordVPN.com slash Fightful allows you to do that. Not only that, you get that online threat protection that blocks uh, annoying pop up ads. You block, uh, malware, you block online trackers, all that good stuff. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. It's the fastest VPN in the world, and it's the VPN that everybody's talking about. Huffington Post, BuzzFeed, Forbes, Wired, and and now Fightful. How about that? And now you also get a free gift with your purchase. You're going to end up saving money. I'm buying that UFC pay-per-view this Saturday. I'm going to pay about one-sixth of what I would be paying By subscribing to an overseas service. So check it out. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. One of our greatest sponsors. We greatly appreciate them. Is that Glover? It is Glover. Oh boy, am I pulling for Glover. For those of you who don't know how that situation worked out. Boy, the UFC is just a mess right now. But they had a UFC light heavyweight champion that had to vacate the title so they scheduled a fight and ideally they would have had glover to shara compete for that but he's like hey i need a little bit more time and i don't want to fight this same guy they said well too bad we got somebody we got two other people fighting for the title those people went to a draw jimmy Mm -hmm. in the title fight terrible decision but it went to a draw before they had even left the cage the ufc set up another title fight for that same title the next month and it's glover to shara did you ever hear showdown Joe Ferraro's story about Glover? If I did, oh. I forgot. It's one of my favorites. He said that he was at an event years ago, uh showdown Joe Ferraro who helped la- help us launch Fightful in the MMA end. And he said he was doing media and Glover's share walked up to him and he said, Joe, my friend, what are you doing this weekend? And he goes, well, I'm putting together a deck. And Glover, like, patted him on the back and he said, No, my friend, we're putting together a deck. And he came over and built his deck with him. What? Yes. Wow. So, Glover how incredible was in is this, man? Glover was in town
1: for the weekend for the show, I guess.
0: Yeah, it must have been something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is just amazing. Wow. Amazing. Class
1: act human being. Wow. Yes. If that was Mia, would have said, Enjoy yourself.
0: Yes. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, wow. So, uh, what else? I mean, I think something worth talking about today. We we don't really have a format or anything for today. Uh, Nick Khan did an interview with Bill Simmons, Jimmy, and I. Th- yeah, it was, it was a fascinating interview, but it was a very much like a calm down everybody type of thing. And I, I don't know how much I believe it.
1: Ah, it was a very corporate. He knows what he's doing. It, it, it was a very corporate interview in, in terms of his answers uh he kind of disregarded the reader chatterton uh, chatterton stuff called it an encumbrance and yep. i think he called it an inconvenience
0: that that is i thought that was very disrespectful and um really minimizing the situation
1: oh yeah yeah 100 yeah yeah i don't know uh so one thing i was gonna do today was i was gonna i was gonna explain the vince stuff uh with the amendment that happened on monday because a lot of people just a lot of people ran with headlines, other news outlets ran with headlines. that just wasn't really accurate or what, not entirely accurate. So I was going to kind of explain that, but in terms of the Nick Khan thing, uh, I got a few quotes that he said in, in the, uh, interview with Bill Simmons. So he did kind of, you know, he talked about like, Oh, we knew Vince was going to come back. This is no big deal. That was kind of like the gist of a lot of it. He said, uh, WWE is a publicly traded company, but Vince's controlling share gave him a lot of authority and he used it. And Nick Khan said, and I applaud him for doing so. So he, you know, he, he kind of, he kind of made like it wasn't anything out of the ordinary. He said, anyone who believed that Vince stepping down was permanent, didn't know him. And this was a quote that was never going to happen, but I'm appreciative of the fact that he gave it five, six months, let the dust settle a little bit, then came back in the way that he's come back. Let the dust settle. That was in terms, yeah. of, in terms of those allegations, let the dust
0: settle. Yeah, that that's a the dust the dust doesn't settle on that. Vince just forced his way back in. That's it. Like there is no dust settling for something like that. Um I thought that there was a lot in this interview that was very dismissive. Very, yeah, especially somewhat. the the Tony Khan stuff. Referring yes. to his kid over yes. and over again.
1: Yes, he did. And yeah. and I actually looked it up. Tony's 40. And Nick uh, is like 46 or 47. Yeah. And uh, so it, what, he did dismiss Tony the way that he, that he said that. And you know what? You're not going to know this, but this reminded me in, in Canadian politics. Do you know who our prime minister is? A guy named Justin Trudeau? Yes. So when Justin Trudeau was first running for prime minister way back, because I think he's been in power now for like eight years, whatever. When he was first running, his opponent, who was the current prime minister at the time, whenever he did any kind of ads or any kind of debate, he referred him only by his first name, Justin never called him Mr. Trudeau. And the feeling was he did that because he wanted Trudeau to look like a child because he was a younger guy. So we always called him Justin, Justin, Justin never called him Mr. Trudeau. When I see him call Tony Khan, a 40 year old man, kid, uh, it is very dismissive. You
0: know, it's and it's interesting because Vince did the opposite thing for Petey Williams. He thought that Petey sound, sounded too immature and insisted that he be referred to as Pete, not only backstage, but on internal documents as well.
1: Right, right, right. Interesting, interesting. Uh, a couple other things from the Nick Khan uh, interview. He, uh, he left the door open to the possibility of Stephanie McMahon returning down the road. Yeah. He said, at this moment in time, I think she felt her work was done for now. Nothing is permanent. Life is long. We'll see. And then, as you and I talked about last week, the Saudi rumors, he said 100% fake, 100% made up.
0: Yeah. Um, and, and so and that's why, when, when that happened and I got word that that was the, the hot rumor everybody was vague tweeting about, I made sure to say, I, in no way have I been given any indication that this is actually happening. That was literally in the tweet where I posted it. And I, I've mentioned this before, Jimmy. I was ready to take the night off. I thought that that was going to calm things down. I didn't think that people were going to go out and be like, it's confirmed when it absolutely wasn't. Yeah, I thought if anything, people would be like, oh, okay, that's it. That's, that's the rumor. All right. I guess we'll see. But, uh, what man, there was a lot of, a lot of minimizing and all that, but I do like that. He said straight up what he said to talent as well. We're looking to do a sale. If we do it before we negotiate media rights for the obvious reason, like if Comcast buys that, they're going to say, well, we're going to put this on NBC and and USA and all these other networks and all that. And I was mentioning to somebody in WWE, I had a wrestler that called me about this. And they're like, okay, well, what are your, what are your like three picks? And I said, well, probably Saudi, Comcast, Disney. And they said, what about Endeavor? And I'm like, well, Endeavor, maybe, but they don't have their own networks, do they?
1: Uh, they, no, they, I mean they got they got to the do with ESPN.
0: Of course, they got to the do with ESPN. But yeah. if that were the case, Disney could just go in and do that themselves. But if you've yeah. ever watched ESPN at three p.m. on a Saturday afternoon, it's like drone racing or cornhole or or something like that, like
1: spelling bees, uh,
0: the rodeo stuff yeah. like that. And they could run legitimately replays of Raw, replays of SmackDown. They can really, really maximize. The return that they get on a lot of this stuff put more eyes on it in very unique ways. But yeah, there's there's an awful lot, um, awful lot of possibilities. And I feel like if, if Saudi were to buy it, they'd probably grossly overpay, which WWE would love. I'm sure Vince would love that. But
1: yeah, I actually put the Saudis and Tony Khan, or, and we shouldn't say Tony Khan because Tony Khan's not the money guy. Shad Khan is, but I I would put the cons and the Saudis on the same level in that I don't think Vince would want to sell to them unless mm. their offer was so much higher than everybody else. Otherwise, yeah. I just don't think he'd want to sell to a competitor.
0: You know. Uh, some, uh, Kate mentioned that Kip Sabian is on Twitch, and all donations to his channel will go to the family of Jay. Uh, I do want to get to some of these super chats as well. Corey says, crazy enough, my favorite singles match was the Jay versus Mark fight in the barn. Oh, hell yeah. Miguel says seeing Jay Briscoe near me slamming Dax into the barricade in the audience at Death Before Dishonor was such a cool sight plus to watch that live was amazing there are a whole lot of people that got the benefit of seeing them live this year that normally probably wouldn't have or the past year Emily says thought that Nick Khan's answers glossing over Vince's sexual assault allegations were disgusting his unwillingness to talk about Steph leaving was also interesting yeah it seemed like an awful lot of No, everything was fine with Stephanie and Vince when the timelines that matched up there did not indicate that they were. Common sense would tell you that she was on the board, she knew the allegations were coming, and got the hell out. And then when she had an opportunity to be back in control, she came back. And then when Vince came back, all of a sudden she's gone. Um, WWE had told me that well, it's just a continuation of last year, but I also agree. I thought that that glossing that over and and implying that Vince had I think he said that Vince had been like very, very honest with the the process. And I'm like, had he though? Because mm-hmm. nobody knew like the people that should have known about this didn't know about this.
1: I mean, the fact of the matter is, Nick Kahn was one of the board members that unanimously did not want Vince to enter into the company.
0: Correct. That's and reality. Stephanie was, and Stephanie was too. And
1: Hunter was too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's reality. And so uh, th- this is just the corporate reality. You and I, we've talked before about the, the a lot of the dirt that happens in, in corporate politics. And this is part of it. They didn't want him back. He had the voting power to put himself back. Anybody that opposed him, he booted them, replaced them, the people that he knew he had in his back pocket, the remaining board members, if they still opposed him, they knew they didn't have enough clout or they didn't have enough people on board to do anything. And so they just kind of begrudgingly went along with it. And, and I saw somebody that posted the other day. I can't believe that the board unanimously elected Mrs. Chairman when, you know, I've given everything. Well, it's because anybody that was left that opposed them. What, what What's going to happen? You didn't need majority. You didn't need a unanimous vote. You need a majority vote. Yeah. So let's say there's two people that opposed him and you vote against him. Now Vince knows, okay, I'm going to boot you too, in theory. So
0: Joel, what's the percentage would said this may be off, but I've been perplexed as to why Vince hadn't just taken creative. Is it possible that's because he actually likes what he sees on television and doesn't feel the need to interject? Well, I'm, first off, I can't get inside the mind of a billionaire, much less one that I I believe is probably losing his memory and all that stuff as well. But also one that has been through the type of stuff that he's been through over the last year, and I, I mean that as not a oh poor Vince has been through this self imposed shit that he's been through. Um, I if if Nick Conn is to be believed, Vince came back and wanted to oversee a sale. However, he didn't need to oversee it. They were consulting him anyway. They were he was going to be a part of that. So. Right now, I'm convinced that Triple H is, I mean, he's been reiterating it. WWE's been reiterating it to me. It's been reiterated to him. It's been reiterated to talent that it is him. I feel like if Vince stepped back in control of creative, I think that even he knows how bad that would play. I think that he has been informed of that, and he knows that that wouldn't be a good idea.
1: Let me ask you this. So back on January 5th, when Vince McMahon issued that press release about his plans to return, this was one of the lines that was in the press release. It said, WWE has an exceptional management team in place, and I do not intend for my return to have any impact on their roles, duties, or responsibilities. So that's what he said in that press release. Then when they did that staff meeting the next day, January 6th, when Nick Khan and Stephanie and Frank Riddick did the staff meeting, yeah, one of the things that Nick Khan said was, in terms of the day-to-day of the company, nothing is changing. Steph is in her role. I'm in my role. Frank's in his role. Paul is in his role. Kevin Dunn is in his role. This is what Nick Kahn said. Well, obviously, we know Stephanie. That was on Friday. Stephanie resigned the following Monday. And there are reports now that Vince McMahon has been back in the office in Stanford, Connecticut. I am uh, i
0: don't want to even put that out there because I don't know that that's true. Okay. But I will say this. You've got Nick Kahn saying, Oh, well, he hasn't talked to me about creative, anything like that, yada yada. You got WDB saying Vince isn't doing the creative stuff, it isn't gonna be that. You got Kevin Dunn telling talent. Well, I haven't heard a single call from him, but then you got Triple H saying, like, oh, well, maybe there's some suggestions, but I have final say. That's where it's right. It starts.
1: But at least at least it does sound like Vince has been talking to him about it.
0: Right? Yeah. Okay. Ryan, Ryan says, what's the chances we can have a podcast with Jimmy and Eric Bischoff on a WWE sale. Funny. You mentioned that I pitched that to Jimmy uh, this week. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to see what we can do. Obviously it won't be this week or next week, uh, but we'll see uh, when we can get it that on the schedule. We've got a good relationship with Eric, but yeah, I think they both have been very informative on the subject and Eric Bischoff almost bought WCW at one point. So yeah, the assets, I think. Yeah, I Mr. C.J. Lilly says, do you feel there's an effort by the IWC and some critics mm. to push people like Bray and Alexa back across cross out of the industry? No, absolutely not. Listen, Mr. C.J. Lilly, I appreciate the super chats, but you say this a lot. Criticism is not trying to push somebody out of the industry. There is understandable criticism over the lore storylines. That is, some people just do not like this. It, some people just don't like it and that's okay. And a lot of people aren't going to like your favorite stuff. A lot of people aren't going to like your favorite wrestlers. And that's unfortunate. If it's constructive criticism, that's one thing. If it's attempts to bully or, or attack somebody personally, that's another.
1: When Bray came back, it was universal praise.
0: Yeah. At Extreme uh, they, then they just didn't do anything. with That's him.
1: the problem. Yeah. People wanted Bray to come back. People were intrigued by the, the video packages and by the QR codes and, they were intrigued by the crowd. I think it was in Philly at Extreme Rules. The crowd went ballistic mm-hmm. when he came out. People wanted him back and they wanted to invest in him. The story has sucked shit. It yeah. has. I don't know who the hell Uncle Howdy's supposed to be. I don't know why he attacked
0: Bray. Now he's. I should have. Up- I'm gonna post some more news on that on Fightful Select this week.
1: Okay, well that's good, but they haven't said yeah. anything on television. You're right. He, he's showing up at RAW, and all he does is stand in the light, waving at Alexa, not doing nothing. It's been really poorly handled. Poorly yeah. handled, and it's been like three months. So, you know, but nobody. By the way, leave.
0: We'll be on uh, list goes on today right after list and your boy. Uh, We have news on an indie wrestler, a very young indie wrestler by all things, all all things considered, who's coming in to help WWE with the Royal Rumble. So uh, that's an interesting spot, but we're going to have really cool news every single day on Fightful Select, even as I travel next week, just $5 and you get like 30 shows a month as well. Emily Duda says, if Steph thought that Vince was always coming back, why did she go on camera and say goodbye in tears? That they thought he was gone. Now Nick's backtracking. I completely agree with Emily. I don't think that Stephanie really thought that he was coming back. I thought that she was like, okay, cool. Otherwise, I think that would have been an interim spot. Like, or she just wouldn't have been co CEO. It would have just been Nick if they really thought that he wasn't coming back, or if he thought they thought he was coming back. I completely agree with Emily here. I think that this was some damage control. It's possible.
1: I, I do think that you know how it is. Vince retires. I felt I feel like Stephanie, and maybe it was at Vince's urging, but I feel like they wanted to do something on TV to acknowledge him. Sure. Because he was retiring. And I had said long before these allegations even came out, I I had always thought that Stephanie and Nick Khan were gonna run the corporate end and Hunter was gonna run the creative end. I said that many months ago. And so I wasn't too surprised that they were uh, co CEOs. To me, it was more telling that Stephanie became the chairwoman, yeah, as, as opposed to as opposed to Nick or somebody else. But uh, yeah, interesting situation.
0: Joel, what's the percentage? Wood says I'm asking you and Jimmy. Is there a possible? Is it possible the reason Vince forced his way back in is because he knows as executive chairman he can make any conditions of the sale as opposed to just being consulted? I mean that that could. Probably be a part of it, like where he wants to be put back in creative or something like that. But I really can't imagine any human being that booked something as terribly as he did getting about six months off of it, seeing potential billions of dollars coming his way and being like, I got to have that life back. But then again, I've never created anything like WWE. So it's easy for me to say, uh, and that power can be tough to let go of even the perception of it. But at this point it would be just like, Oh, you guys didn't like what I did. Well, tough shit. Now you're going to be stuck with it until I'm gone.
1: Yeah. And obviously it'd be different if he's no longer the, you know, I, without going on a tangent, I'm going to tell you a quick story. So I used to work for a, for a a marketing company and I, there was three co-founders and I knew all of them really well, but I especially knew one, they sold the company. And you know, when you sell the company, there's typically a transitional period where you have to stick around to transition to the new owners. One day, one of the original co-founders who I knew, he called me into his office. The dude had almost had a heart attack the night before. Mm. And he called me to his office and he's like looking disheveled. And he basically told me, I haven't had a boss in like 10 years. And now the new owners, they're on my ass about everything. If I show up at 931, they're on me for being late. He's like, they're on my ass with everything. And he's like, I, I, am almost at my limit. And I could see that happening with Vince yeah, because he wouldn't be the boss anymore. He wouldn't be the boss. No, he would be there. Very difficult when you have to, when you have to make that change.
0: So we'll see what happens. I prefer working in the opposite direction, Jimmy. I I prefer working my way from employee into owning part of the company.
1: Well, that's because I'm a really sweet guy. So, uh, one thing that I want to explain is th- these headlines that came out yesterday sure. uh, that were saying stuff like, oh, uh, after the latest amendment, Vince no longer needs to, uh, stockholder approval. That just wasn't accurate. A lot of these outlets that wrote this stuff, they didn't even know what they were reading when they when they read the SEC filing. And I posted a thing on Twitter kind of correcting. And a couple of the outlets, to their credit, hit me up and, uh, and uh, made changes to what they had written. But I want to explain at a high level – what happened with this stuff because it was done to benefit Vince. There's no question about it. I'm sure his lawyers could say, well, he's a shareholder, so he's operating in the best interest of the shareholders, right? But it was done to benefit him. So back on January 5th, there was an SEC filing done. That's when Vince first Mm -hmm. came back. There's an SEC filing done, and it was done for several reasons, and we talked about this last week. First, it was done to remove certain board members Then it was done to add new members to the board, Vince and Michelle Wilson and and George Barrios. That was one of the reasons this was filed. But there was an amendment that was done to a bylaw. The amendment gave shareholders the ability to reject any new media deal or sale. So that basically meant that the shareholders had the ability to reject it and it prevented the board from overruling shareholder decision. Now, Vince didn't do that because he was looking out for the best interest of the shareholders. He did that because on January 5th, he wasn't the chairman yet. Mm -hmm. That's why he did it. So the only thing that he had on January 5th was he was the, the majority stockholder. And that's why he did it. Then the class actions popped up, Right. And that one class action from that minority shareholder, he didn't want a big cash settlement and a big payout. All he wanted was for the bylaws to be repealed, for the, those amendments mm-hmm. to be repealed. That's all he wanted. So fast forward to the uh, to the SEC filing that happened on January 16th, and what happened was, and this is where news outlets kind of ran with that headline, Vince repealed some of those bylaw amendments that he had made on January 5th. Uh, according to the SEC filing, one of which was the amendment that gave shareholders the ability to reject a deal. Yeah. So that amendment that he made on January 5th saying, hey, shareholders get to reject a deal. He pulled it back and his explanation for the change, and this is a a direct quote, uh, Vince's explanation for the change is that there is substantial alignment among the board and management Concerning a media rights deal and a sale that will support uh, stockholder rights. So he was saying, Well, we don't need shareholders to reject a deal anymore because the board of management is aligned now. Yeah. The truth is, he didn't have the executive authority as chairman on January 5th, but he had it on January 16th because he was now chairman. And so he didn't need to have that little thing in there about uh, shareholders have the ability to reject a deal because now he's chairman. So it, it doesn't really matter. And so that's the reason it was done. Now, when these wrestling outlets were running with the headline about Vince no longer needs shareholder approval, I mean, in reality, that was always the case because he yeah. had majority control anyway. It just wasn't correct that an amendment was done that made that like a bylaw. That's not true. But otherwise, he always didn't really, you know, the, the shareholders can't do shit. He's got like eighty-one yes. percent of the of the of the power. But that's really what happened. And so now you're in a situation where, like I said earlier, any board member that opposes them, if they're vocal about it, they're going to get booted and they know it. Evidence yeah. knows it. And so he was voted in as chairman. Uh he got unanimous vote and now they are where they are. And that's it.
0: I want to get to some Super Chats. That was a really great breakdown. SAS says, you think Vince will try to pressure Triple H to have certain people win the Rumble? Yes. If he's recommending stuff, I think that he fully (laughs) would. But I think Triple H and Vince are probably on the same page with who should win the Rumble this year. Jared says, if WWE gets bought by Disney Comcast, where does this leave Impact in terms of trying to stay competitive? They try to go to Fox. Impact ain't going to Fox. (laughs) If Impact could go to Fox or anywhere, if Impact could get any rights fee deal, they would be on that channel with the rights fee deals. I think Anthem
1: would sell Scott to Fox if they could get a Fox deal.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Justice says what's going on with the news story of, I believe the Chicago fire department suing Vince and affecting his role.
1: It was Detroit. um, I believe Uh, the Detroit fire. I didn't write down the exact name of it. So um, nothing, nothing's really going to happen. So, so never does. The legal system is so slow, and I know it's your personal experience. It is so slow, and there is so much red tape that it would take a long time if they were ever actually going to go to trial. And by then, a sale would probably happen. They're suing Vince, they're not suing the company. You know, could it could it throw a bit of a monkey wrench in? I mean, you do have to make a, a suitor. Uh, you have to make them aware of any pending litigation. They're a public company, so they would already know anyway when they do their due diligence. But the legal system is so slow. I don't think anything's going to happen, but I do want to note a side note on that. So you know how I said earlier that after the January 5th Amendment, one of the minority stockholders uh, filed suit because they claimed breach of fiduciary duty and abuse of power and they wanted the bylaw changes repealed. Well, when Vince made those changes on January 16th, in theory, he might have done enough to dismiss the lawsuit. Yeah, because he did repeal the bylaw, or, or at least that one significant one. Now, granted, he didn't repeal it to appease the the the, the lawsuit. He repealed it because he's chairman now. He no longer needs shareholder approval uh, in order to keep himself in there. But he might be able to use that as a way to dismiss the
0: lawsuit. Yeah. Tim Gordon says, "Have you heard anything about Anna Anna J. Will Washington seem to insinuate the spot went more or less as planned? Yeah, I mean, I think it did as well. I think there's a lot of faux outrage faux concern when it's women doing these spots or the blood spots saw it a lot last year with chelsea green and diana perrazzo with the ladder match when they tipped to the outside and you know you're gonna get those people that are concerned trolling no matter what but i see it especially when when they're women they, they know what they're doing these are professionals they know what they're doing
1: the only thing that question is how did it go as planned when she missed the table beats me She could have seriously gotten hurt. Ask
0: ask Will Washington. Yeah. Ask him. I haven't heard of any injury. Uh, And Chi-Town Spurs says, really enjoyed the match. Table spot was brutal. Don't think she's hurt. As far as I know, as far as I know, I haven't heard anything as of yet. Emily says, last thing between Vince returning, Steph leaving a Knicks comment. If I was a woman in the office, I would quit cultural goodwill is gone now there's also an influential woman in within the communications department that was uh let go last week as well stephanie fondella i think her her name was but um i mean i had heard the rumors of the stephanie vince friction thing when her team was dismantled and replaced as well did you hear any reasons why the uh communications person was let go i think they're just um filling them in with maybe nick's people oh i see Okay. Who are very good, I'll say that. But I mean, I, to hear that Adam Hopkins from WWE who you know, I've I've had ups with, I've had downs with, but the last few years have been all ups. But uh, he was very good at his job. He's been there for 25 years. He's right, right, 97. Right, it's 97. Right. Joel, what's the percentage? Wood says if Comcast or Disney buy WWE and keep Vince in charge, wouldn't that technically make him an employee of Comcast? meaning they could fire him if justified. Well, it would depend on the contract or, or whatever was was signed there, but Comcast and Disney are two places where I don't think that they would agree to a sale on the condition that Vince stayed involved in a creative aspect. What do they stand to gain from that?
1: I saw, I think it might have been the Nikon interview where he alluded to the fact that maybe they would not sell 100% of the company mm-hmm. and that a minority percentage would remain with Vince. Yeah. I would be stunned if a media company did that.
0: Why would they want to be associated with him?
1: Yeah, I I just don't I just don't understand why you would, you know. So, but that was something that Nikon suggested that uh, oh, maybe they they don't sell 100% or something they they leave minority. I mean, again, maybe the Saudis would, you know, just to kind of get in there because they have their own reasons for wanting to do it. Yeah. But uh like you said, like a Comcast and Amazon, I just don't see why they would do that.
0: Let's wrap this show up. We're heading over to the list goes on right after this on Fightful Select. Caden says, got to see four Briscoe matches in person this year. One of Jay's final matches in ROH. I'll forever cherish those memories. Absolutely heartbreaking. Love all of you all. We appreciate the words. We're very glad that you got to see that. Caden also got to see that Jacksonville Jaguars come back in person this past weekend. That was
1: insane. Heard about it. I'm not a football guy, but I I did hear about it. I am.
0: I am, and that was one of the most impressive things I've ever seen in my entire life. Mr. C.J. Lilly said, oh, and listen to this, Jimmy. The likelihood of this happening is very low, but Jaguars play the Chiefs this weekend, probably the best team in football. If they win, and the Bengals win Sunday, the week after that is Bengals-Jaguars. Where? Cincy. Really? Now, in between that, is AEW in Lexington. Jimmy, I'm going to roll up there dressed like Tony Khan cutting that (laughs) promo on Nick Khan. Uh I can't wait. I will talk so much shit ahead of that, if possible. Give me that. Mr. C.J. Lilly says, for me, Howdy's a separate person to Bray wanting to control the Wyatt Six. He helped Alexa Monday for distracting Bianca and Alexa. Who is a part of the Bray world as Kane is to the Undertaker? Yeah, I mean, I think they're for sure the uh, different people. I think Bo well, they have purchased. to
1: be because he hit him with Sister Abigail yes. on SmackDown. Yes. They have like, to
0: be two separate people. They have to be two separate people. They have to be. like The lore cannot be made up no. for that. And Joel says, my follow-up is, would Vince still sell if they don't keep him in charge? Do we think Comcast is a leading candidate? So that's the big question. Will Vince just stubbornly force his way back in to keep whatever it is he has? Because let's be real. Vince will never spend the amount of money that he has fiduciary duty. Yes. So if a fiduciary if, if, duty,
1: if they get two offers once for 7 billion and they will let him, uh, remain chairman or whatever happened or somebody else offers 8 billion, but venture out mm-hmm. and Vince takes the 7 billion. Good luck.
0: Yep. Guys wrapping up, please leave a thumbs up. Dream Ninja says we finally get bills. Bengals at the bills play. Like we did last week. We're going to get stomped. I'm excited though. Instead of sharing my football thoughts here, go to common bingles. W on Twitter. <laughs> and on youtube i think i've registered common bingles w on uh on uh, .com as well so check that out guys we're heading over for the list goes on we've got the AEW post show tonight and thursday january 19th the fightful awards until next time we're out